all you seekers, explorers and renegades out there, welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. Our special guest in today's discussion is Joy Boulette from California. Joy is the author of the book I Am Joy and So Are You, 19 Authentic Ways to Uncover and Elevate Your Natural Happiness. The focus of today's podcast is on stepping into your greatness and Joy is certainly a big part in terms of uh, being able to step into what is going to be your greatness. And oftentimes we don't see that step until we reflect back on our experiences that led up to where we are at that particular time. But like with so many other things, it's about working our process, doing the work on ourselves to prepare ourselves to become the ultimate version or the optimal version of ourselves and show up as a role model in our communities and our networks. And that way being able to really uh, elevate our frequency and that will then attract those opportunities to step into our greatness. So our discussion will take you from on a journey from the perspective of being in a situation where we're not feeling joy and we're not able to perceive how we could feel joy to moving into a state where we understand and are able to evoke the uh, experience of joy to then being able to fully embrace and move into a state where we are pursuing our purpose and we are fully in our greatness. So let me introduce Joy to you and uh, let her have the floor. Enjoy! All right, so welcome everybody to today's uh, discussion or presentation, however you want to look at it. Uh, we are lucky to have uh, Joy Willett with us back here in uh, the studio. As it were. <laughs> um, and uh, it is a retake from a couple of weeks ago, but uh, we are uh, certainly technology is working with us today. and. Uh, Hopefully we'll stay that way. Anything in the way of that, clearing transmutes. Um, so today, Joy is joining us again. As I said, she is the author of I Am Joy and So Are You. And uh, I would like to just bring up a quote from her book uh, saying that joy is about mindset, how you view the world and your place in it. Are you engaged with challenges in life and what sorts of thoughts and perspectives shape your day-to-day experiences? And this is, as I said, from your book, I Am Joy and So Are You. Um, so welcome back, Joy. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us again. And uh, Joy is a therapist, healer, uh, trained in NLP, uh, hypnotherapy, and uh, uh, several other uh, modalities as well. And uh, uh, you currently live in California. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit more about your background? Well, good morning, Christopher. And it's great to be here with all of your guests and, and anyone who's joining in from my side of things here. Uh, my background, gosh, I have been trained in the mind arts for over 25 years. And uh, it's been my passion and joy to first help myself in personal development, and then also to help and uh, lead others. And uh, currently, my my real uh, passion is to work with socially conscious leaders uh, to help them break through their barriers and get them to unlock their mission. So 
uh, we can really create the world uh, that we want, all of us together. And uh, I do that uh, per with personal uh, breakthrough sessions and trainings. I certify people in these mind arts too, as well as work uh, corporately. Um, so that's my background. And, uh, and I just, you're right, just published my first book. And of course, it's about joy, right? You know, and uh, it's uh, called I Am Joy. So are you 19 authentic ways to uncover your and elevate your natural happiness because who couldn't use more joy, right? That frequency of joy. And we'll probably talk a little bit about that uh, during this talk uh, in, in our lives and in the world right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And certainly, as we can see from uh, your background there, we are uh, in the holiday season. It's today we're recording. It's the 14th of December. So uh, it is, uh, you know, this season of joy, isn't it? Mm. Joy and uh, sharing and uh, uh, just finding that, you know, with family and community and so forth. Um, so I want to talk, you know, the name of today's discussion is Stepping Into Your Greatness. Um, and when you and I spoke uh, previously, we've kind of identified that, you know, joy or gratitude is uh, a key component in being able to step into your greatness. Um, so I want to start out kind of from that end and understand a little bit more what your perspective is uh, from the manifestation perspective what is the role of um, you know joy and uh, gratitude in that process oh my goodness sakes well on the scale of consciousness right i think a lot of the viewers here have heard about that uh, it was developed and, and coined and and created by the late david hawkins uh, who is brilliant in, dis in discerning and deciphering the frequencies of our emotions. So we're gonna start at that point here because there are, as everyone knows, I mean, when you have the feelings of, of grief and sadness and um, anger and fear, and you know, as we go up the scale of consciousness, there's, there's a feeling element to it. There's a frequency to these emotions. And as we go up to say reason and logic and then we go up into uh say um you know um we have love and we have joy we have peace and enlightenment and bliss there's a frequency to these emotions and probably i'm going to uh, project right here you know right christopher that that your uh, viewers your students your clients know that that everything is energy we're not making this up this is not new news it's been around for um, millennium you know since since the planet began and we can there's so many different ways to view it however everything is energy so when we are working with these levels of joy you know i mean do we just wake up every morning and have that joyful experience not all the time right you know that that and and during these times of joy the season of joy there is certainly a lot of polarity around that 
you know, depending on where you are in your life, um, it's supposed to be that joyful time of year. Well, how do we get to that place in ourselves, right? When maybe we're isolated from family or we're getting our, our lives back on track or the economy looks very interesting. And of course we're, we're in, as we say, coming out of this pandemic time, However, is it, are we out of it yet? I don't know. It's, it's one of those questions. It depends on where you are on the planet. You know, where, where are you on it? What country are you in? And so how do we come into that place of joy and what makes us great, right? Mm -hmm. And I would say right now, just while I'm sitting here and you know, seven o'clock in the morning in Southern California with pouring rain, that what makes us great is to be ourselves, is to be authentically and vulnerably ourselves. And out of that, we get to create our versions of joy. What makes us rise up higher in our frequencies, as well as connecting with other people of course, there's, there's so many different ways that we can elevate those frequencies in ourselves. However, it, it, it isn't always just that we're just walking around in bliss and joy. I mean, that's our goal. And certainly we are, I mean, my perception projection, I'm going to use a lot of NLP speak guys, because I'm a trainer. So, but, and it's not just NLP, it's also from you know, uh, points of view, say, of people like Carl Jung and, and, you know, just, and, and also spiritual teachings over the centuries, you know, that our reality is made up of what, how we're interpreting based on our programming, right? What we made up, say, when we were little tiny, tiny beings in, in the womb or as children about our experience and that colors that, that gives us the lens of how we then view the experiences in, in our lives, whether it's relationships and, and um, career, um, you know, uh, family, um, our health, all of those things are our personal stories. So we do have ways to elevate ourselves into higher levels and frequencies of joy, even during the times of darkness. And for the Northern Hemisphere, we're coming closer to that time of, of the solstice, mm -hmm. which was celebrated for uh, centuries and, and through all the different traditions of the light returning, right? And, and for the Christian um, world, it's the, the, the Christ represented the light returning or coming to earth. There's a lot of different traditions in festivals of light. Um, it's, and how do, we, how do we get to that kindling of the light, which then dispels the darkness, which then brings to light our joy, our happiness and our peace. All right, take it away, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a very interesting take on it, and I, I appreciate you bringing that perspective in because um, I always used to say that you know we we view our current experiences through the lens of our past experiences, 
So, however, um, and in the project, uh, the Infinity Life that I was part of co-founding and Barbie who's on the call here was part of as well, co-founding. Uh, the, you know, we, we, we understand that, you know, you've got to work through these core woundings and clear your energy in order to uh, kind of elevate to that higher frequency. And it's when you, it's when you kind of work through that, that you can reach those higher levels because you're not burdened down, you're not weighed down energetically and uh, vibrationally by these uh, heavier emotions. So when we are talking about the Hawking scale, we are talking about, you know, these dif different emotions or feelings that we can have, right? That have different, uh, uh, different fr frequency and different vibrations. Um, so if you, and it, I look at it from two perspectives. You can have the kind of situational frequency, whereas you, you get angry about something and it lasts for, if you're uh, trained at uh, observing yourself and mindfulness and it lasts for 90 seconds and then it's gone. And then you can return to that higher vibration uh, because you embody it. So you have the situational versus the vis-a-vis uh, -vis the uh, embodiment of uh, the frequency. So, and so yes, if you if you go through life and you embody these lower ranging or lower frequencies like shame, guilt, uh, anger, and so forth, uh, that's going to be your experience, right? So when we're uh, when we had Mark uh, Baldizar on uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, law of transformation and law of creation, right? Where we're talking about that you, however you vibrate, whatever frequency you have, that is going to be the, the message you're sending out uh, to the universe as to what you want to experience. So now, of course, if you want to experience joy, then... You need to vibrate at level of joy, right? That's the, the, the idea we're talking about here. So, um, f but to get there, in your you're saying that you say that you talk, uh, that you work in the mind arts. Uh, the mind arts is obviously come or well, not obviously, but it it emanates from the energetic body. So you have the energetic body, you have the mind body, and then the physical body. So it kind of floats up through those stages, right? Uh, so from your perspective, what when we are weighed down by shame and guilt and all of those things, what can we do on, or on an individual level? Uh, I think it's difficult for someone who's kind of in that doldrum to really even connect and reconcile with joy or gratitude or anything, any of those higher frequencies. What are some of the techniques that you've employed and what, what can you suggest for anybody to do on an individual basis if they don't have the you know, immediate help as well? Well, yes, yes, yes. And, and you know, again, if somebody's really weighed down with their emotions, of course, first we'll say, find help. Yeah. <laughs> first and foremost, I mean, if it's like really, really serious, reach out for help. Guess what, guys? We all have these emotions. And it just depends on uh, all of us sitting here and listening to this have, have had 
emotions, have had experiences, have had trauma of some kind or how we experience it, whether it's really extreme or, you know, just how we perceived it. And so remember too, there's no shame in having shame or guilt or fear or sadness. We're, we're human beings. This is how we take in the world. And it's through also our heart set. So I like to say it's our heart set, soul set, and our mindset that we experience and create our, our world. Um, and so if you have been on a path of personal development, like most of the audience here, maybe not, you know, you're just coming and saying, gee, I really want to get help. I want to figure this out. I want to feel better, right? Um, then, you know, find the ways that work for you. Uh, my personal journey has been to understand what's running the show. And when I say running the show, uh, it's, it, you know, it's proven fact that the unconscious mind, which is running our physical bodies first and foremost. So that's really, really important to know because we will correlate that with disease, right? And because that's a huge component and its primary function. It's also storing our memories, our sense of time, um, our programs, our negative emotions, our good emotions, um, our limiting beliefs that are usually right out of our awareness. And my passion and joy and, and training is to assist people to find out what's in the way and then to clear it very quickly uh, with my training modalities of hypnotherapy and NLP and timeline therapy so that it can shift uh, in the, the psyche and in the neurology of the brain. It, it, and it's just, it's brilliant work. Um, and uh, so when we're working with the programs in ourselves, that's usually running at the unconscious mind level. And they say, right, that all change happens at that level. That's what's out of our awareness at a whopping 97 to 99% now. So when we're about also, we're, we'll talk a little bit about creator reality. First, we actually have to get in there and clear what's coming up. Now, if things coming up, from the unconscious mind or suddenly, oh my God, I thought I cleared that. Or the flashback, or even this is what PTSD, the unconscious mind, if there's a, uh, uh, an event, we interpret it, even as little children, like, oh my goodness, that was a big deal. Um, if it's really uh, a distressing emotion, the unconscious mind will repress it. Because remember, its primary function is to preserve the physical body and run it. So it goes, okay, well, this is just too much for this being and, and for the whole equilibrium of our body, mind, and spirit. We have to repress it. But guess what? It also knows in its intrinsic wisdom, this is the part of us that's helping us to breathe and beat our hearts and digest our food. Those systems, the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems, that's running our beautiful bodies. Then it says, uh oh, you know, um, hey, this has been sitting under here too long, right? It's going to create possible disease, 
we need to bring this up to the conscious mind to clear. And then we have those thoughts again, which a thought then creates a feeling or an emotion. So it's this wonderful, intricate dance that we are in. And, you know, I like to look at it from we have our super mind, which is spirit and our higher self and our connection to the universe. We have our conscious mind, which, again, is very um, useful, of course, in uh, functioning, you know, being awake in, in the world. And then we have the unconscious mind. So it's this beautiful dance of learning how to communicate with this part. And that's what I do train people and teach them and certify them in and, and help them to, to move through their blocks. Um, so when we can clear those feelings, and again, we are human beings. Life happens every single moment. Now, as Chris, Chris as you were saying, when something happens or we have a feeling, depending on where we are, our level of awareness and consciousness around it, we can use the certain tools to bring ourselves back into that state of balance, right? Whether we're being conscious or observing it, um, you know, whatever tools and tricks that we have to, to shift it, uh, we can, um, um, you know, bring ourselves back quickly. Some of the ways that I do go into the book uh, is, is for people to use quickly and spontaneously. Um, because, I mean, for instance, if there's something really going on and you want to elevate yourself, first and foremost, if you can remember, breathe. Really just breathe and learn how to breathe uh, in a really wonderful, deep way. There's so many different ways you can learn it through, through yoga and just breathing. And there's a lot of different modalities that go into the power of our breath. However, it does bring us into a state of calm and balance faster. So just taking nice deep breaths and, and you can get into the different forms of of the different ways to breathe, but that will really set your body into that state of balance and bring you into that, that calmer state. Because if we are feeling um, at a more elevated, uh, you know, I, I hate to use the word, the, the A word, the anxiety word is used so much. We shouldn't, shouldn't hide away from it, should we, Joy? We should. Uh... Uh, it's good to uh, be aware of it and to dare to speak of it, right? Well, it's it's in in my um, modality and perception, it's 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 anxiety is really uh, an emotion of the future about something that hasn't completed successfully. Why would you want to think that? And really, I, I feel that most people are really talking about overwhelm. Overwhelm is real too. You know, there's just so many things circling around you that really for that one, just bring something down, look at it and ask, you know, these are things that are circling around your head, but maybe it's an event or to do's um, uh, just, okay, bring it down and focus on it and then put it aside. Um, 
And then also just getting out in nature, walking, um, sitting on your balcony or sitting next to your plant with a candle, doing something that will rejuvenate your spirit, um, connecting with people, calling somebody, saying, you know, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. How are you doing? Right. Also compassion, having compassion for ourselves as well as reaching out for someone else. And uh, oh, my gosh, there's so many really fast ways to get back in your own flow of yourself and realize that everything it, it's easy to say when things are maybe appearing to be falling apart. But remember, when they are falling apart, that is when they really are going to be coming together. And it sounds can sound trite, it can sound cliche. However, we grow, and Chris, this is in the book also, uh, when we, we, we are going and when we get to that transition point, that's how we grow. This is universally uh, known in psychological models, mm -hmm. as well as in you know planetary models that we go from A to B, we're doing da 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 da, something happens and we can, we, we can feel like we're gonna go down to the bottom, which would be C or the bottom of the canyon, I call it, or chasm or crisis. Or then we come up to that next level. And that's what people love to say, just level up. Well, just level up, find your strategies and find the ways like what Christopher is teaching and his, his uh, academy and just find and lean into what resonates with you to just keep growing and, and know that we're all together in this. I think that, that we can feel so alone, Chris, yeah. uh, when we're going through a crisis or a tragedy, uh, whether it's um, a grief or um, okay, uh, you know, my book is, it's not fluffy. I mean, it's fluffy, but it's, it goes into stuff like chaos, how to find joy in chaos, how to find joy in crisis, in challenge, in change. These are, this is the human experience. And this is also a spiritual experience of how we live on, on the earth. Well, I think, I think, it's important to, uh, to realize that when we are when we go into that um, stage of overwhelm or crisis or there is you know an experience of grief uh, you know we will sink to our lowest level of preparation so it is uh, you know they say that in crisis uh, the best come out in people uh, but it's more that we, we kind of go down to our lowest level of preparation. So if we have done the work holistically, so it's it's not just doing one thing. So it's not just taking care of our physical body, uh, eating right, uh, training or exercising, breathing right. I'm reading this wonderful book called Breath by uh, uh, James Nestor right now, um, where he really goes into the, the history of breathing and looking at the anatomy of our skulls of the modern human and the fact that we're eating soft food and all of these things that uh, really during the past 200 years, our uh, nasal cavities have collapsed on themselves because we don't we don't have the muscles in our facial structure to hold it up anymore so now we're breathing through our mouths and we're getting more uh, pathogens down our lungs 
so the, the, a lot of these things that are connecting in with each other. So it is not only being uh, going to someone like yourself or myself to do uh, mind training. It's also taking care of your energy. It's taking care of uh, your nutrition, your exercise, uh, you know, meditating so that you uh, you work out a technique to observe your own experiences. So when that overwhelm comes, you can observe it instead of engaging in it, right? So it's a, it's really preparing yourself and working as a practice uh, over and over again on a daily basis so that when you get to that stage, you, you know what, you, what to expect. You know what you're going to come up against so that you allow yourself to... Uh, work through the uh, five or seven uh, stages of grief, right? Uh, so that you can, you know that, okay, well, I have this emotion coming up now. Okay, and that's fine. And say, and just sit with that and be okay with it. Not, I, I think one challenge that we have as modern humans is in our upbringing, we are told that, you know, you shouldn't feel this, you shouldn't do that, uh, you know, don't be so sensitive, stop crying as a boy, you know, boys don't cry, you know, you're going to toughen up. All of these wonderful things that are supposed to teach us about life, right? Uh, whereas we should perhaps convey to our children that it's okay. You know, your emotions are okay. It's okay to feel. Uh, your emotions are there. It's a way for your body to communicate with you something important. So not experiencing your emotions uh, will just suppress them and keep them within you, right? So uh, in that process, it's when you get to that stage of grief, a lot of people get stuck in grief. And I've, I've certainly been there. You know, I probably grieved my father for a good 10 years uh, because I didn't know how to work through the grief. I didn't have the resources to do that. Um, it was only when I started working on myself, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm still on the first level here. Uh, perhaps uh, time to start working through the other five levels, uh, five stages. Um, so in terms of that, how... You know, what, what do you do personally to kind of look at yourself as a holistic or whole person and work through the different, uh, what are some of the practices you use for, to take care of your physicality, your mental uh, state, your energy and so forth? You know, this morning, Chris, and that's a wonderful um, question, I was thinking before, you know, we, we started this, this podcast here um, and with the pouring rain and the darkness again, you know, outside and the, the time of year, you know, people talk about the inner child and they talk about the shadow, right? Mm -hmm. Which I was going, you know, from my perspective as a person that is a trainer of the hip hypnosis and and the uh, to my, my function and, and joy is to help people communicate with that part that's running their show out of their awareness so they can be uh, integrated and and more whole human beings and you know really the shadow the shadow is the part that's out of our awareness and um, you know it was coined by by uh, Dr. Carl, Carl Jung and the shadow is that part that's 
that is, you know, that part of, which is the subconscious or the unconscious. Those are the same thing, everybody. It's exactly the same thing. It just means that which is out of our conscious awareness. Or unconscious of your subconscious. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. And so when we bring a consciousness or something is coming up, um, say, okay, so, you know, for me, when, when things keep coming back in my awareness of, of blocks to my own happiness, and, and I can tell because if it's causing me, um, uh, you know, stirrings in myself of going, oh, or, you know, I'm, I watch my, my limiting beliefs. Okay, there's that belief again, or there's a new one or a new component. Uh, then I go for, for what I do is, you know, really lean into what is it that's speaking to me? What is that belief? What is it that I'm running? And it doesn't necessarily mean it's comfortable to look at, you know, especially then because we can make up more limiting beliefs about having that limiting belief, especially if you've been on a path of so-called transformation. We are always clearing. We are always evolving and clearing and 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 so then for me and the modalities that I work with it's about getting the gift of that belief what is the gift because in my my trainings and and my um uh, I like to say jokingly bs or belief systems right bs or belief systems know that you can always shift your belief or belief systems right we have the freedom to do anything we want here. And so it's, you know, what is the gift with, you know, especially with, with the, the modalities of working with your, your timeline, timeline therapy is what I'm trained in and teach and certify people. In. And it's about working with what was the gift through our timeline, right? Mm -hmm. of, for that particular belief, where did it originate? And where did we, you know, we want to just like, it's like a dandelion, right? You want to pull up that root cause and get to the very root cause of where that began. So it can, like a string of pearls, right? Uh, it will, if you snipped a, a, a bead off the end bead of a, of a pearl necklace, and we consider, we use that metaphorically as the, the first event or the root cause, then the whole string of that of all of those emotions, how they are, or beliefs, how they are stored in the unconscious mind falls away. So again, that's a little technical. Uh, however, it's about then we go, what is the gift in the positive? Because the unconscious mind can only process a positive. Yeah. It cannot process a negative. So again, it's just about learning how these parts of ourselves function so we can communicate with them and clear them in the ways and modalities that, that we work with and choose to, to find and create. There's so many wonderful ways. And I think a whole smorgasbord, right, is really optimal to work with your body, your mind, your spirit, your heart, because we are all, that's who we are. And our connection, of course, with cosmos and creator, and I get into that in the, my book too, because that to me is also very important, um, you know, for also leaning in, especially if you have grief, if you have sadness also, 
you know, prayer and then meditation, receiving the answers back and just getting, letting go. I mean, it's, it's everything. And this is where I come from. And I know a lot of spiritual teachings will say this over, over millennial millennium. And also, uh, you know, the psychology or the, the new, the new psychology, I guess we'd call it. And, and the mind arts is that everything is that is in our reality we have created. And when we become at cause for everything, and that includes everything that is maybe even just horrific. It doesn't mean consciously you created that. Nobody in their right mind, no pun intended, would ever do that. But this is what, when my clients work with me, and this is what I work in with myself, and I know a lot of people do, that we are at cause for everything in our lives. And on some level, on some level, you know, it can be a collective unconscious level for an event that happens that you're part of. Even we are all part of what's going on on the planet. Definitely on as a group, as a collective, we are here together. So when you are at cause in your life and you accept responsibility, you go from being the victim into the victor, so to speak, and then you have the power to change it. That's why you want to consciously and even uh, on an emotional level and a, a spiritual level and a unconscious level, just acknowledge that you're at cause for everything in your life. Therefore, when you get the gift that if, it, if something keeps appearing in your life, it's again, there's something that needs to be brought a focus of consciousness to it, right? Mm -hmm. Right, the shadow work, so to speak. Um, and when you get the gift, then, you know, your unconscious mind, your spirit, all of these things together can say, ah, she got it or he got it. Now we can move on to something else. Yes, and the, the lesson to be learned, right? The lesson to be learned. And it's sort of the, the uh, and we kind of say this, um, just that is, is it a possibility that that's the new way to, I mean, what is karma, right? What is karma? Something keeps repeating. Well, it's repeating until you get the gift of it, the lesson. Yeah. So when we can go, what is the gift of this? You know, maybe we are bypassing the whole notion of what karma might be on some simplistic level. So yeah. again. Well, no, it's, it's having understanding or, or reconciling with the fact that we, we are the common denominator through all of our experiences that we are the choices we make lead us to where we're going right so the uh, and we are the one thing that is reoccurring in every single experience that we have so the the experience is not there to teach us something about uh, our external world it's always there to teach us something about ourselves so all, you know, little Buddhist philosophy coming up here, but uh, everything that shows up in, in your life, are there, they're, they're, it's all impermanent, and they're all there as, as props for you, yeah. for you to be able to reflect back on you, right? Exactly. It's our story. We're creating our story 
individually and collectively all the time. This is, we're in this massive, I mean, we could go into, um, well, layer upon layer about what, what the world and reality is made out of. However, we're creating our, our personal story mm-hmm. every single moment. And you have the power to change it every single moment. That's the aha, right? So, and is it really, and this is something I've been thinking about for about six months now, and I've really kind of uh, been diving deep into it. Do I really have control over the events that occur in my life, or is it uh, my free will? Is that more related to how I perceive it? And if I perceive it uh, from a perspective of that it is there to teach me something and I accept it and I show compassion and I have gratitude for it. And uh, then I can move through it more gently and I can learn those lessons quicker. And then I can uh, go into more of uh, manifesting the, the things I wanna, uh, that I want to manifest from. And, and this, this is another aspect. What part of me is wanting to manifest these different things. So uh, from my perspective, I feel that we are multidimensional. So there are other other uh, perspectives of my consciousness that may have wanted to manifest something completely different. Um, but this conscious uh, level, uh, where we're in this kind of reality construct, might want to go on a totally different level. Then we're not aligned, we're incongruent, right? As um, uh, Carl Rogers talks about. Uh, We're not in alignment, we're not in agreement. (laughs) I'm not in agreement with myself as to what I want to experience. Um, So that's part of that process as well, to understand, and uh, as you rightly, uh, I think, rightly point out, when we sit in meditation, we can ask those questions. What is it that I really want? Right. Right. So yeah. I might go through life and I might, as I did in my quote unquote previous life uh, before I uh, kind of went down this path, uh, was very much focused on I want to make a lot of money, I want to become wealthy, uh, you know, create my freedom that way. Um, but that, you know, when I sat down with it, that wasn't really what I wanted. Yes, the money or the abundance comes with it. But I was focusing on that as an end, end product. And I had no passion for that. I had no purpose in that. Uh, so just shifting the perspective and how I view my experiences created an entirely new life for myself and an entirely new way of going about living my life. Mm. Right? So the uh, we had a question here about uh, uh, energy and how you can protect uh, protect yourself from other people's energy. Now, I uh, I have a lot to say about this, but <laughs> I want to give you the opportunity first, Joy, to uh, address this because it is something that comes up a lot uh, when people are on this journey to, and they're starting to notice their own energy. They're starting to notice other people's energy. I work with it a lot with the uh, classes I run uh, in terms of you know paying attention to your energy and knowing what energy is yours and what's not yours, uh, what belongs to you and what doesn't. Um, so fr- from your perspective, what 
the question is, so how can I protect myself from others' energy or the energy of others? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's perception is projection, right? So again, that's NLP speak, mind speak, but let's get down to sort of the, the, the heart of the matter in a certain way. Now, a lot of people who are on a path of awakening, right? And they, they are perceiving that there's other things out there right? Maybe you've had this since you're a little kid, right? Like a lot of us have, that we perceive there are other things out there. There were angels, there's um, elemental beings, there's energy, and there's, you know, all of the gamut, all of the, all of the different levels that we can perceive, okay? Um, you know, and, 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 people who have passed on and, and, you know, the angelic kingdoms. I work with the angelic kingdoms. I work with, uh, I'm a visionary guide also, and that have had that uh, since a, a child. And I come from a lineage of that on my mother's side uh, to be able to see the unseen. And I, as I like to joke now, because everyone's like a psychic medium, you know, I see dead people and I talk to them and they show up to me and they give me messages for um, other people. So, and I always say, doesn't everybody, but not everyone's open to that. It just, again, it's, it's, we perceive the world in the ways that we design, that we are designed. Uh, and I said, design ourselves, because again, that's my perception too, that we, when we come here, we, we kind of sit down with our, our crew or angels or whoever we're talking to in the other realms and say, okay, well, this is who I want to come in to be around. And these are the experiences and kind of craft our roadmap. So a lot of people too, um, uh, you know, I have, uh, I have a twin sister who's an empath. She's very feeling. I mean, again, we take in our environment and perceive energy in the ways that are unique to us. We're unique snowflakes. Each and every single one of us is designed beautifully and uniquely. And so some people feel the energy and feel it viscerally. Um, others take it in differently or experience it through their heart or through their mind or you know, feel in their body. Now, to as, as far as protection, if we feel that we have to protect ourselves, um, again, it's that fine dance, you know, what are we creating through thinking we have to protect, right? That there's us and them, or do we just go, hey, I'm going to set up some wonderful etheric boundaries for myself. Or if I'm in an area or place where I perceive that there's some energies, that are perhaps lower frequency, just like we have frequencies as physical beings here have, you know, or spiritual beings having a physical experience, there's different levels and layers and stratas of energy. It's, you know, and we could get into a much more far reaching conversation about dimensions and parallel universes and timelines and all of that jazz. But for now, just, you know, find the ways that, that feel good for you. I use light. I've always used light. So I bring in light um, to fill my, my being. I, I surround my energy fields. I use, I work with the archangels and, uh, you know, to, to put a layer and level of protection. And I work with my higher self 
because it's not just me down here and all of these wonderful glowing beings up there. I'm part of it. And um, so I use light. I use visualization, uh, just different, I'll call them magic tricks, I guess, that work for me. And it has to be something that's going to work for you. There's, there's, it's like baking bread or a cake. There's no one recipe. Find what works. However, also a, a tip and a trick that I teach my students and clients uh, because the unconscious mind, and again, we could also say the spirit, but we're right now we're working with the mind uh, perceptions. The unconscious mind is recording everything. So also too, this is a signal that I've given to my unconscious mind that was given to me by my trainers and mentors. And I teach this to people and it's a visual. So, and, and it's auditory and kinesthetic. So I go free from that from that and that's a signal to my unconscious mind and if you choose to accept it here it can be to your unconscious mind to let go of whatever you just took in perceived um, heard and you can also think free from that because then again it's it's so that we don't have to go something that's gunky this is just experiencing something that then again, our unconscious mind is going to store and we have to clear it. So like, let's bypass some of the stuff. However, for just be aware of, again, the protection okay. where you are feeling, be, again, it's, this is mind consciousness, this awareness, right, Christopher? It's like, where do I feel energy and what, and, and who am I around? And, and, you know, I, I just cloak myself in beautiful, brilliant white light and just, boop, you know, protection. And it's also using the tools of compassion, right? Forgiveness, gratitude too, because that can dispel uh, things that we make up and darkness, but light, boom, whatever works for you. I work with the Christ also, the Christ energies. And again, these are my personal experiences of, of who I am and where I come from and uh, you know, what, what brings me joy and, and works for me. I work with the different um, kingdoms, ascended masters, all of that good stuff. One, one um, thing I'd like to add to that is uh, like I heard on uh, one of Brené Brown's uh, uh, discussions and podcasts uh, is from a woman named Susan something or the other. And I say that I use this term a lot. Don't waste a good trigger, right? So, <laughs> so if you, in order for you to be triggered by something, an element of that has to exist within you. An element of that vibration has to exist within you. So, um, so when I started on my path, the, you know, I, I was, so energetically open it was like i was i, I used to compare it to uh, having if anybody knows of uh, uh, like in spanish towns they have uh, the paseo where everybody goes walking in the evening right and i would compare it to having a, a living in a tent without any sides on a paseo everybody's just crossing in and out of my energy field. I had no control over it. It was like, and everybody's like, oh, you got to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself. Got to protect yourself. Um, so I started doing that, but that was exhausting. 
you know, constantly just recreating this bubble around me. So I was like, well, okay, well, why is it that I feel that way? Am I attract all these energies that are coming to me? The only way they can come to me is if I attract them. You know, if I somehow ha has an element of that energy within myself, because I've noticed when I'm able to help uh, people of certain with certain things, more of those people that have the same challenge, whether they're in this physical form or not, show up. It's almost like you help one and then suddenly you have that. Uh, light go up and it's like uh, hanging out the shingle i can help with this and uh, suddenly all these others show up so there is something that attracts these energies to us so and that goes for good you know light or dark <laughs> whatever terminology you want to use so whenever i find myself lowered by someone else's energy i go okay this is interesting what is it that I hold that matches that energy? And then I can bring in the light and direct the light towards that. Uh, so you bring in the visualization and you bring it into that aspect of yourself that is attracting uh, that energy. Um, so use the trigger to find elements of yourself that you want to release. So I, I kind of, Instead of saying protection, I swing it around and use it as a um, as a tool to progress and to grow, right? And it's like you said, you know, the mind works in absolute terms. And uh, Mark Baldessar, I think, is actually listening to us on Facebook here. Um, he he always talks about when you're doing manifestation, it works in absolute terms. So if you say, "I don't want to be poor." The only thing that is left in that statement is poor. poor. That, that becomes your experience, right? So you want to uh, look at, you know, what it is that you want as opposed to what you don't want. Um, and that's the same thing with, uh, you know, energy and uh, what you attract. What is it that you hold within yourself that is saying, I don't want to experience this? Or what is it? in your experiences that matches that, that you have yet to heal. So an aspect of that exists within yourself uh, or an unhealed aspect of that exists within yourself. Exactly. So that, that's kind of how I would look at it. No, that is absolutely correct. And it's a beautiful way you just frame that, Christopher, because it, it's true. I mean, whatever we have in ourselves, again, what, what's in us appears externally. And whatever we're vibrating and putting out to as energy is what then we create. And we like to say that the again the, the framing it the way you want. If you're if you're feeling something that you don't want, ask yourself, what do I want instead in the positive and focus on that? It's a quantum creation universe. We are creating all the time. Right, you were just talking about that and what Mark says too. And that is part of, because the unconscious mind, again, cannot process a negative. And it will, the unconscious mind we say is the goal getter. It is what's out there pulsing and it's going after 
whatever we have stored and we are running here, right? As the main, we'll call the main gears, the engine room, whatever it is, the programs. And the conscious mind is the goal setter. However, if we've got the goal, the goal setter and the goal getter are out of alignment and not congruent, when we go to consciously manifest or create what we want, especially because we've got 2022 lurking around the corner. It's just right there. We're about to leap into this brand new new year uh, masterfully. Absolutely. That, you know, it's again, we have to also focus on what we want in the positive. Because again, just as you were saying, if you say, I don't want something, it will show up exactly in that way that you don't want. And then also to getting the, the clearing, becoming conscious of what you're running, because again, that is what is out there going after and creating probably or possibly what you really don't want. Mm -hmm. So again, getting into the, the tips and the, the techniques, the practices that Christopher and the alchemy experience creates and shares people like myself who do my my sort of magic and and transformation and 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 others this these are how we move into our future and reality and whatever is showing up in your reality right now is what is living inside of you mm -hmm. now does that mean you're a bad person if it's something that you don't want right consciously no it's the gift. It's the gift of what still is wanting to be. These, these, we come here in my perception, right? My BS, beautiful BS and belief system. We come here to, to create, to learn to be co-creators with God in the universe. That to me is the highest form of being a human being, mm -hmm. you know, besides all of the beautiful emotions and experiences. We're here to play and to play as co-creators of our universe. And so we get some really juicy material, right, Christopher? Yep, to sure. learn this from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it doesn't mean I mean we're we're in like, you know, advanced college courses right now on the planet. And remember to as a possibility, and everything is possible, depending on again, I always like to say your belief system. And reject whatever we're saying doesn't apply. Just let it go. If it doesn't apply or resonate, let let give yourself permission to let go of things. Um, that there's a lot of frequency right now, and there's a lot of thought and belief and and possibilities that we are in a great transformation collectively as human beings and as the planet herself. And uh, we can call it an ascension and, you know, all of these different things, you know, 3D to 5D and all the, all the things that we've, we've coined it. However, the most important journey is going to be your inner journey and what you do to clean up, clear up and have fun so you can experience more joy. And remember, too, those higher frequencies does help to dispel darkness. and. Bring the light, bring your own light through the darkness and keep that lit and kindled and alive.
yeah, and you bring that light to the collective because uh, we we all participate in the collective. So whatever you know, when we talk in the uh, the Infinity Life, uh, the course there, we talk about you know showing doing your process and working on yourself to become the uh, best version of yourself to show up as a role model in your community and uh, kind of bringing that to the collective. I think it's important also to point out that the subconscious runs patterns, right? So in hypnosis, for example, we use uh, pattern interrupt uh, to interrupt those patterns. Now, the subconscious thrives on those patterns, breathing, you know, heartbeat, all of these things. Uh, and so if we take one pattern away, we kind of replace it with something else, right? So if you have a pattern of, um, say, shame operating in your uh, belief system, then that is how the embodiment, or that's the energy you're going to embody. Uh, now, you can, once you identify that pattern, and that's kind of what we've been talking about, identifying these aspects of ourselves, that exists on our subconscious that we are unconscious of. Um, now, when we identify those, we can interrupt those patterns and install new ones. And that's why it's important to have these practices. So it's not doing it once and then you're done. And it's like happy days, off you go. Now you can live the, you know, it's like the fairy tale ending, happy forever after, right? It's it, become, it has to become a practice where you bring it into your every day. So, you know, meditation, meditating once is not going to solve your life. Uh, you, <laughs> you do it on a daily basis. It's like taking a shower. You, you're still going to be needing a shower tomorrow, right? So it's understanding these patterns and beliefs. And patterns and belief systems are... Uh, similar or they are kind of uh, side by side they're partners in the subconscious um, so understanding what those patterns are and breaking those patterns and then installing positive patterns in their stead is uh, critical uh, yeah. i was so, going to use the word christopher install we install new patterns mm -hmm. that also install at the neurological level yeah Right. So again, it's it's a blend of of technique and tools and practice, and that creates an alchemical transformation in your your mind and your brain, your heart and your spirit. It's it's a beautiful blend. I call them magic tricks and tools and techniques. And uh, and then again, always, you know, um, just always observing and being conscious. And, and when you, when something comes up, go, okay, well, what is this? You know, Hey, cool. Look what, look what just showed up. Right. Might not feel good, but look what just showed up and what now can I get to do with it? What's, what's the gift? What's the, what's the lesson? What's the learning? And the, and again, like you were saying, Christopher, have, have some, some tools in your, in your tool belt, as I like to say, to to work with these things so that you can so that you can be an empowered person and human being and then therefore you can also help help 
others in your sphere, even just by being balanced and clear and calm and collected. Yeah, just know? bringing that energy to hold that energy, hold that space for people around you. Because when they step into it, it's like when someone that has a really low energy can bring down the energy of a room. Someone that embodies a very high energy can also lift the room. So, uh, you know, which, which person do you want to be, right? <laughs> uh, so I wanted to ask you, as you know, this talk is uh, stepping into your greatness. And of course, we need to do this preparatory work in order to uh, clear the cobwebs in order to, first of all, to, you know, what is my greatness? You know, what is my purpose? Uh, that's the only way to realize that is to clear out this uh, uh, fog beforehand. Now, stepping into your greatness, uh, which is uh, what you predominantly work with. So I wanted to, if you would allow me to bring in, uh, that you bring in a personal example here, talking about your book. Now, the idea of the book uh, has that always been with you? Have you always felt that that is something that you want to do and uh, it's always been within you as, you, as it were? Or is this something that you kind of resisted and uh, what was it that led you to kind of take the step and move into that? And what are some of the, the things you did in order to manifest that experience for yourself? Well, in terms of writing a book, I've always loved the practice mm -hmm. of writing and journaling uh, since I was uh, pretty much when I was elementary school and uh, loved to write and, you know, loved learning. And then also when I was a teenager, it was my form of therapy for myself was to write poetry and I wrote songs and I played guitar and, um, and I journaled and I wrote my how I felt. And then as that went on in life, I do, and I still do, and I probably a lot of people do, I write down what do I need to know? And I receive guidance from my, my higher self and uh, God and, you know, the, the angels or whoever I'm communicating with, right, all of the above. And, you know, to receive the, the beautiful messages of peace and, and, and joy and harmony and that everything is going to be working out. And it's surprising that sometimes when I'm sitting down and maybe I'm having a little bit of angst in myself and I'll just ask this one simple question and I'll have my journal book. I'll say, well, what do I need to know right now? And I let that flow through me. It does come through me. And I'll look at these writings later, even a couple of days later, or I'll find them months or even a year, you know, whenever, depending on how long I keep the journal. So I go, wow, that's amazing. So the art of writing as a practice, as a therapeutic tool, as a spiritual tool and communion is, is something that's lived in me. So when I decided that it was time to get this book out, um, it just all fell together. You know, my publisher, David Fagan and, and uh, Isabel, you know, they showed up in my life through a series of remarkable events. Um, and a part of it was, you know, I'm led by spirit. I listen to spirit. I, I listen to my own spirit. I listen to, uh, again, communing with 
other people uh, who have passed on. And so anyways, it was a, it was a stepping stones to find the right person, the right time, and then the message that wanted to come through. So, you know, our lives are a journey. And as I like to say, we are always creating our fairy tale. And we have the, I, I love that metaphor. I love the, the metaphor of that we are, because again, fairy tales, Albert Einstein, right? Mm. He used to say his, his you know, one of the, the, for some people, maybe they, I'm sure everyone has heard of Albert Einstein, but he was one of the most brilliant men on the planet in our time who lived. Uh, and he was a quantum physicist and discovered how we actually create reality. And I love to talk about him a lot when I'm teaching my classes because he, you know, he discovered and he and his uh, fellow scientists that what, what you were focusing on, the, the subatomic particles called quanta, responded in kind to the observer. And they went, whoa, this is how reality is created. This is a huge aha. And so people would say to, to uh, Dr. Einstein, you know, how do we make our kids smart? And he would say, read them fairy tales. And they would say, how do we make them even smarter? And he would say, read them more fairy tales. Well, why would the smartest man on the planet at that time, one of them, instead of saying, read, you know, science textbooks and math journals and, you know, he was talking about fairy tales. And, um, and I have a course too on, on this whole theory and we go into this with hypnosis um christopher but i also have the magic of metaphors and the theory behind it because albert when he was he would also say imagination is more important than knowledge why was that because we're constantly creating our reality by imagining now i mean this is something we could talk christopher i know it's like wherever right Bring Mark on, and we go crazy on this one because this. How do we create a reality? Mm. Everything that's been in that that looking around our room and world has been thought of. It's by creation through imagination. So, um, so, anyways, I don't know why I got on that, but anyways, I well, it, well, it is part. Of, it, it, is, it is part of the manifestation process, and absolutely, yeah. if, uh, one of my mentors told you know said to me one. At uh, one time, that you know, we weren't, we didn't come into this life to repeat a, a, an earlier lifetime. Yes, we have our karmic energy, but in terms of our purpose, our purpose in this lifetime is brand new. So you know, uh, we we bring all the skills and all the experiences we have in this lifetime, and depending on your uh, belief system <laughs> from past lifetimes, you bring it all in to create something entirely new, right? And you're doing that with all these different modalities and you're creating something to help people that are at a certain stage to move forward into a new stage. Uh, and I'm doing the same. Uh, and we all, if, if you pay attention to that guidance and to the intuition, then you can find yourself in that flow to flow into what you are meant to kind of do at any given time. And 
then you you get those uh, the experiences that you set your intention to in those uh, in that flow, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, and and I will add in a little bit more too. One of my beliefs and BSs uh, too, which I love to expand on, is that we are also uh, we're communicating with our future self. We're, there, there's, we can get into this whole notion, what is time? What is time? You know, what, what is time? So we're not going to do that today, but maybe another time, no pun intended, but it's like we are a conglomerate of, again, a point of, of energy, of frequency, of spirit that is now you know, manifested in these, these physical forms, right? And wherever we find ourselves, having these experiences that we are co-creating as my, my perception, uh, co-creating with parts of ourselves that is in a different dimension, as well as creator, as well as our group. Uh, there's so many different ways to coin who we are as consciousness. And I, most of all, I, I just will say, Again, we have the awareness, we have these wonderful tools uh, to, to clear ourselves, to become more conscious and aware. And so that we can clear uh, the junk, the stuff we call it, the stuff, you know, it's like and stuff and clear that out so we can have that beautiful um, arena to really shine. It's like, you know, shining the prisms that we are of light and, and just cleaning the glass so we can shine our particular energy um, of who we are. And do we have one single purpose? I think we, we get to choose at any given moment who we wanna be and how we wanna play and how we want, and depending on what else is happening. You know, some people have maybe come on you know, some people come on the planet and they go, I'm going to be this, I'm going to do that. And they just, boom, that's it. And other people come in and, and do their dances and shift and change at the same time. Always, I would say, you always want to be yourself, true to who you are as an individual and in your heart. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. And when the earth and the, the global situations are changing like they do, we do shift, we change, we traverse courses. Um, it's not a single straight path. We, we, we flow. And, uh, and just again, knowing that we are all here together. For, for me, um, you know, my message too right now is, is, is about, it was in the book that I was looking at, but it's on my section on courage in the book. Take heart, take heart. That's what courage means. It's, it's about having heart and take heart during these times, you know, and, and lean into each other and lean into your own knowingness, clear up whatever's in there, be gentle on yourself, go easy on yourself because if something's coming up for you, that's you go, oh, no, not that again. Or, oh, that result. Just again, like like Christopher was saying, it's an opportunity for you to keep growing and learning and clearing, because as we each clear, we are clearing also uh, as a possibility, the collective junk or stuff on the planet. And some of us might take on a little more in our backpacks 
um, than others. It just depends on our soul um, um, contracts. Yeah, what we've said, okay, I'll go down there and, and sign up for this, this, and this, right? Uh, and, and it might be show up in different ways. It might be showing up in, in physical things, uh, in emotional ways or mental or, you know, um, uh, uh, global um, challenges. We, 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 are, we all are here though together. And again, um, trust yourself, love yourself, forgive yourself and find those, those tools to um, make you a better person so that you can also help others. Thank you, Joanne. I think the also allowing yourself to step into, if uh, anybody's interested, there's a book called Flow by uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Um, and it uh, kind of comes out of uh, the, or the uh, concepts around uh, positive uh, psychology. But the, the key there is really to continuously challenge yourself uh, to uh, you know when you are in flow when you stagnate it's when you are too comfortable so in order to step into your greatness step into your greatness a little bit every single day challenge yourself to something that you feel a little bit uncomfortable with on every single day uh, whether, whether that is being in relationships in your uh, profession whatever it is because that growth will only come if you find yourself in that state of learning and uh, challenge. Uh, and you, you being able to kind of, flow, kind of flow in and out of that is going to then allow you to grow and grow and grow and grow. And then before you know it, you look back two years and you realize you are fully immersed in your greatness that you couldn't even have conceived of two years earlier. Yes, you, you have to be, I mean, there's the, the adage, uh, growth occurs outside of our comfort zones. And my experience with myself and with my clients and clientele and students is that if we become too unconscious, yeah. unconscious in how we're living, we will attract from a soul level things to wake us up as you know as a possibility and and that my my passion and and joy is working with people who are right at that edge i love working with people at the edge so to help them gain those wings to soar over into their next level and that's what that's what i do with working with um, socially conscious innovators and entrepreneurs and and people who are really awakened to the fact that they have something even more uh, to step into and they want to unlock their, their mission and vision. Um, but yes, if you, it, it is that, I think there's, there's no such thing as stability. It's either growth or decay. So you have to ask what side of the, the equation am I on? And again, if you get too comfortable and you start to stagnate, something inside or something external will wake you up. And so we want to, I feel like, always be on that leading edge mm -hmm. of our own awakeness so that we can, you know, be, be creating what we really want. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Thank you, Joy. I mean, from my perspective, you know, starting this podcast almost a year ago now uh, was a, was one of those huge leaps because uh, the idea of speaking publicly was uh, abhorrent to me. And, you know, like most people, I don't like the sound of my own voice. So having to sit through and edit my own voice every single week was something that was uh, very uncomfortable to me. But as you were saying before, it was that I was like pushed to it. It was like guided towards it. And there was, yes, of course, I had the option of saying no, but I knew if I was go- if I said no, I, would, I was going to continue to stagnate. I wasn't going to step into that, right? It, um, it, it looks like somebody has unmuted. I'm seeing I see you, you're unmuted there, dear. Yes, um, well, thank you. And I just wanted to say from, my, from the bottom of my heart that all your books, insights, um, brought me clarity. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm deeply touched by your um yeah your wisdom thank you very much thank, thank you, you Mila. i appreciate that thank you for uh, uh commenting on coming and bringing that back to us and uh, i will I, I receive that with an open heart thank you very much thank you thank you you're beautiful <laughs> the uh barbie is asking how many um no how does joy use manifestation tools so if you want to manifest something quickly. Quickly. Mm. Yeah. How do you do it? So this is one of the tools that, that I use uh, quickly is, again, too, uh, and this is remembering, too, that our manifestation potential is going to be dependent on what we're running to that's counterproductive. So I have to put that disclaimer in because, you know, <laughs> Gee, I want to be a millionaire. If I'm running um, beliefs and and um, programs that I don't deserve that, or money is this, or whatever stuff that I'm running out of awareness, that's like a drag. It's like uh, the the visualization I'll put is that uh, creating a manifestation pathway. It's a pathway. Okay, so I'm going to and I'll I'll do a quick one here. In a, in a second, but we're, we're shining the light on this path, but those parts of ourselves or myself that's saying, oh, you don't deserve that, or that's never going to work, or you did that before and it didn't work, or gee, are you sure you, you can handle that? Whatever it is that we're running are like boulders. And it's like, it's like a video game where, you know, the, the things pop up and, you know, I, I just got that image of, you know, the, the, little beings that come in and do, 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 and and stymie your path. However, when you get clear on the inward level as well as your your thought level of what you want, uh, this is just one one way. Um, and again, this is from um, a timeline therapy uh, that that I teach and work with people uh, is that you go into what you ask yourself, say, say, okay, so, let's who's who's giving me the the example is it barbie 
Did Barbara yes. ask this yep. question? Whoever, what is the, what a single event? So we work with a single event. We want to get very specific. Okay. So Barbie, do you have an example of it? Of what you would want, you would want to, because you're asking the question, what would you want to create? Something specific. She might not be able to unmute right now. So we'll see. Or, if she... or even in the chat. Yeah. So, okay. So say, say it's like somebody wanting to know. Say, that say you want to manifest. Yeah. So she's saying money. Say you want to manifest five grand. Okay. Like, or something. Okay. okay. So for something like money, and again, the more specific we can get, the, the better it is. It, it's funny. You know, I want to make a lot of money. Or want, all right. So let's say five grand. So in order, you have to ask yourself, what's the last step? that I will need to know that I actually achieved it. What's the last step, the final step? So you have to find it for yourself. You have to find it, uh, you know, um, so for me, okay, so this, I'll give you a different example. And money, for, for a lot of people when they're working with manifesting a certain amount of money or knowing that they achieved a financial goal, what I will say, well, what's the last step that you need to know that this has happened successfully right so and so you're, you're future visioning right type. absolutely yeah. we go into the future we play we we play with future and inserting things and this is where your imagination is super important that you can actually put yourself in that situation right and right. you don't necessarily need to see it you can feel it or hear it or right. taste exactly. it or you can use all the modalities that you use if you you know really feel but we want to have all of them as much as we can because that will make because we live in a visual world we live in a visual world if you have sight physical sight we feel things and we hear things so we also want and we have self-talk we also want to use incorporate all of those to make it the most real so say you want to um there's a financial goal what's the last step or you want to know what you know I mean, it could be anything that you got the house that you wanted to buy, you know, in a certain way, or that you um, uh, had a really incredible event that you were leading and that it was and that it filled up to your satisfaction. We, we there's there's intricate different things about manifesting one, you have to ask yourself, is this dependent on me only? You want to it, the best results because if you're working with other people in your projection, in your timeline, you can't control them. And that's not your job. And it's not it's on a spiritual level. It really isn't unless they are part of the visualization, too. So we we for some and this is really good if someone's wanting to uh, create a, a relationship, right? Uh, only if you have their permission to put them in or, you know, you, there, there's different nuances and kind of, I will say, spiritual laws that we have to also. Uh, so if it's just money. Well, we don't, we don't need to concern ourselves with the house, right? So we don't whatever, need to concern ourselves. Exactly. Absolutely so what, whatever so people don't... are involved doesn't really matter. It's the it's the what's and the why's, right? So right, the house, right, right. people yeah. could be housed, right? So so for money things, sometimes people will say, okay, uh, what's the last step for you to know that you got the result? So it would be that they would be possibly looking at their computer. They're looking at their, um, um, you bank know, statements. their, their yeah. banks, bank, uh, online banking, and they will see that that deposit or, you know, whatever it is has come in 
and it's sitting there in their bank. That's for, for finances. That's the best way. You want the, what's the last and result? How, and how does that feel, right? How does it and feel? So then what, you're doing, what you're doing is then you go, okay, so what's the last step? So I'll, you, what you, we would be doing is I am, I'm looking through my own eyes. Okay, so you're associated. We call that associated. I'm looking through my own eyes. I'm looking at my account right now online sitting here. And I'm looking at and seeing that whatever it is, okay, it's the, the amount has cleared and I'm going and for, for me, you know, I'll be going, yes, or, you know, whatever you want to freeze that moment in time. So whatever you're feeling, you're going to be going, yes, you know, whatever it is, however you be authentic, you might just be going, hmm, you know, but how does that make you feel? What are the feelings you're feeling? What are you seeing? And, and are, you, are you hearing any sounds? You might just be saying yes to yourself internally. Mm. Yes. Okay, like, yes. I, I always get excited, right? Well, the I'm stronger not. the emotion, the, the, the yes. stronger the manifestation. Emotion, emotion, right? That's the clue. And so then you freeze that moment in time. Yes, and you're in there, you feel it kinesthetically in your body. You're hearing whatever you're hearing, seeing whatever you're seeing. And then what you do, freeze yourself. Uh, in in that frame step out of your body now you're looking at your body sitting and so before you even do this ask yourself how do i want to see myself you're looking at so i'll be looking at myself sitting from a side view looking at my computer screen all right i'm taking a snapshot of me that has already been kind of frozen in time in that wonderful yes powerful state of that final end result, right? And first of all, too, I would say, I would say you want to have it timed. Okay, we're using the SMART goals, but you want to say it is now, uh, okay, it is now December 28th, and I'm looking at my computer screen, and I see that this amount has come in and cleared, and I'm going like this, okay? So feel the feelings, but you also want to put in that the, time, the date. Step out of your body looking at yourself kind of frozen looking at your computer screen and then what you do is then in your imagination you take that we call it an internal representation but you take that sort of that picture that you snapped in your mind of you know for me it'd be me sitting at my computer screen and i'm holding it in my hand and then i'm going to visualize that i go up above my timeline now again I'm not teaching timeline therapy here. This is, but I'm just giving you an example. And then we float over our timeline and then we get to that point in time in the date and we drop it down. There's some other steps. I'm not going to teach it here though, because it's not ecological to teach right now. Um, you know, when, when we do these things, but take it, float over and you drop it down. We first have some other things where we breathe, we breathe sort of energy into that picture above our timeline and then drop it down and it goes we lock it in place and then at then we're at above that point in time say that december 28th and 2021 you want to be specific and then you acknowledge and you notice that all the events between then and now right i'm still floating above that date are rearranging themselves 
to support that new goal. And I will also acknowledge and envision that the light is all the way from that point in time, all the way out through my future, lighting up and lighting all the way back to now. As I float back to now, I notice that everything's rearranging itself to support that goal now. And then you float back down and come back into your room and go, woohoo. So there's, again, there's a few steps in there that I did not include because, uh, and if anyone wants to uh, do anything like this or learn about it more, we can, you know, I do classes and, you know, work individually. However, I just also want to be responsible because when we work with timeline, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. It is powerful. Yeah. It is powerful. So we just want to be ecological with everything that we do. Absolutely. So, and it, it, it's, um, it's the same with the, you know, doing regression in the hypnotherapy. It's the same. Oh, yeah. You're working with the same uh, power and the same uh, energy. So it's, uh, uh, you can, you can mess things up as well as uh, create a uh, good thing. So <laughs> you, can, you can, and, and, you know, it's, um, uh, it's something that, when you are learning this, these things, I mean, you know, study with someone as powerful and magnificent as Christopher is, he's thank you, incredible human being. I, I feel on, on this planet and man and helping men and women and, and all of us to grow and, and to come into awareness of who we are. And, and, you know, just um, if you seek out to become trained in these mind arts, you know, do your work and research um, and remember too, it's powerful stuff. It is uh, whether you're working on yourself or with others, you want to, you, you know, it's kind of like if you go to the dentist and get a root canal, you want somebody the best way to do it. Um, when you're working with your mind, you also specifically, and uh, you want to know that, um, um, that somebody knows what they're doing and, uh, and you'll, and you know, use all of your sensory perceptions too you know so, so i'm going to ask, answer a question here mm -hmm. so pamela was asking how i got over the the obstacle of stepping into creating this uh podcast uh i think when you're doing that manifest or the the visualization or the the perception i'd like to use instead because uh, visualization is all about the vision um, use all your internal senses. So when you sit down and you say, ask yourself the question, because when you ask yourself a question, uh, your subconscious is compelled to give you an answer. Um, now you, you're the recipient of that answer and you have to be sensitive to that answer. So pay attention, right? But when you sit down and you uh, look at yourself in that aspect of greatness, what are the obstacles between you and that? Now, those obstacles are going to be part of, as Joy says, your BS, your belief system. Um, so for me, uh, it was very much uh, fear of judgment. It was, uh, and the, they're all going to be fears, right? And it's going to be fear of uh, speaking, which is obviously <laughs> linked to the fear of judgment. Um, you can go deeper and look at, you know, fear of being ostracized, fear of the loads of different fears that, that come up when 
you are looking to step into something that is uncomfortable for you. Um, but that's part of this process of becoming self-aware and self-reflective. And anybody who works with me on as a coach or in my uh, classes, I always talk about observing your own experiences from the perspective of your, of your awareness. If you develop tools to start observing yourself, and a good book to read on that topic is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, it's heavy reading. took me about three times reading it before I uh, kind of understood some of it. Um, took me a few years to actually incorporate it. Uh, but it really is a powerful tool to be able to observe yourself and see these uh, or be, become conscious of these things that you were previously unconscious. Uh, so it, it brings you closer to your subconscious um, and those triggers that come in, you will use those to your advantage as opposed to uh, your uh, being to your detriment. Um, so it's A, it takes courage and you just have to say, I have the courage listening to your, your guidance, your guidance, your guides, uh, and do, uh, you know, when they ask you to show up and ask you to step forward, you don't hesitate. And you just bring that uh, trust with you that, you know, if I'm called upon, I'm just going to step up to the plate to use uh, an American baseball uh, analogy. Um, and that you trust that, you are being guided for your highest good. So whatever the outcome is there to teach you something about yourself, right? So this process or this experience of <clears throat> hosting a podcast uh, has shown me a lot of things about myself. It has shown me, you know, when, when the statistics aren't that good on the, uh, on the uh, podcast, uh, am I starting to doubt myself? So it's learning, teaching myself about doubt. It's teaching me about, uh, you know, just trusting my own creativity because, you know, we're on uh, episode 53 now, I think, and coming up with new guests and uh, new topics and uh, so forth every week. Uh, in the beginning, it wasn't so difficult because, you know, there was <laughs> the, I didn't have that much in the background, but you know now it's I've done a few episodes and it's uh, I just have to trust that uh, whatever is going to come up is going to come up. So uh, trust, courage, and self awareness and self observation are those uh, key tools I would use in that. I hope that answers your question, Pam. Mine wasn't so much a chat, but I just wanted to acknowledge both of you for doing such an amazing job and bringing this information to us. Uh, it's just wonderful and such such great energy and uh, love in this group. So thank you very much for sharing it uh, with us. Thank you, Cam. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, no, it's. I, I want to acknowledge everybody as Joy uh, also did just now for, as we were talking talking about before. You know, the collective energy you all bring in your energy to this experience that we're all having here now to uh, share, we become a collective energy here. So for you to bring your energy at the highest uh, frequency that exists within your embodiment, uh, 
really recognize all of you for doing that and uh, appreciate uh, that you all, and I say that every week, thank you for bringing your highest energy and uh, bringing it to this group. So uh, we have a question here. Uh, what if we can't make a decision? Really, really want to make some change, but we are terrified to do it. Maybe we don't even want to, or we just end up in a, this temporary st state waiting for the beginning of a planning or our authentic life? Um, that's a big question. <laughs> that's a, a, almost a podcast all on its own. So the question is really, if we are stuck in that rut or stuck in that uh, stagnation and we can't see what's in front of us, we, it's kind of a fog in front of us, how do we clear the fog? <laughs> I think is the question. Uh, so that we can see what we want to uh, uh, experience. Do you want me to tackle some of Perhaps that? You start out, Joy. Okay, all right. Guests first. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, if, if I was working with somebody that said, gee, I can't make a decision, well, that's a decision in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And so, like, like Christopher said, there's some limiting beliefs that, that I would say are lurking behind that. Um, and a limiting belief... Um, how we term it in, in my training modalities is that it's something that is running, running at pretty much, you know, 75 to 90 or a hundred percent all the time. So we, we look at that as something that's sort of a perpetual limiting belief. Now, if there's a conflict, like 50% or there's part of me that wants to do this and part of me that wants to, to do that. And that's where I'm stuck. We call that uh, we work with that as a parts conflict because there's a part of me that's like, uh, you know, gosh, there's part of me that 50% is it wants to do something, but the other 50%. So it's a real split, like right down the middle. So there are different modalities to work with with that in order to create the congruence. And remember, everything that we go through. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're always looking for wholeness and to bring our, our spirit, our psyche, our, our minds, our hearts to a place of wholeness. So, again, if there's something that's preventing you from making a decision, first of all, take a deep breath and say it's OK. It's OK. Give yourself permission to not be able to make it yet mm -hmm. and just go, I wonder, get curious and, you know, a, a I wonder what is preventing me from making this decision. And then underneath that, is this something that, you know, again, if you're doing this just on your own, you can write down, well, what are, you know, put a piece of paper. What are the things that are pro, right? That I'm, I'm okay about making this particular decision. And what are the things that I don't want to, that I, I see as a negative, right? The pros and the cons. Um, that's something you can do even at home or by yourself, you know, and a lot of people do that, you know, they make a list of the things that are good, the things that might not be so great, and then you get to make the decision. However, behind not making a decision about something or getting into that paralysis analysis, you know, there's, there's probably, I would, I would wager, put money down, that there's some uh, uh, fears, um, 
you know, we have negative emotions, we might have the fear of taking a risk. Um, you know, what if this didn't work? Again, those are more the limiting beliefs or decisions that you've made up somewhere along the line. And remember, all of those things are to protect you. We have these limiting beliefs, even though they're, they're, they can be negative, it's to protect ourselves. So then get the help or learn how to, or, you know, take classes in it, how to clear and, um, and then find out how you can then make that next step. Uh, interesting with the uh, uh, the parts analysis or the parts theory there. Uh, mm -hmm. Also looking at, again, Carl Rogers with the external locus of evaluation. So looking at what aspects of myself am I showing up just to satisfy how others want to see me? So... Um, what part of myself is not part of my what I authentically feel is me. So, uh, what am I? What part of me is showing up uh, just to satisfy how I expect others uh, seeing me? So that's the external locus of evaluation. I look at myself from. Uh, the way my parents want to see me, the way my uh, friends want to see me, and I show up in that with that mask on, as it were. So, uh, is that part of what I actually, what part of that or parts of that is not part of uh, my authentic self, um, or as Carl Rogers would put it, my organismic self? Um, so, being able to look at those aspects, and that's uh, also part of that programming is part of the conditioning that we grow up with, um, that we, we, you know, in order to fit in the tribe, we kind of create this, uh, this uh, version of ourselves, if we like. Um, and uh, as Joy points out, those could be the two aspects that are incongruent in uh, with each other. So, there are all these different aspects of ourselves that we, in order to really pursue our purpose and pursue our authentic self, we have to bring them all into alignment with each other. Mm. And once we have that, we have that clarity, then we, we have no doubt in how we're going to progress. But, you know, that in order to get there, we need to take steps in any direction, just taking action, um, you know, whether that is write, write something down, you know, write an article, uh, you don't need to publish it, just write an article write, uh, about something or, you know, uh, publish a blog or, you know, take some small step in a direction that you think is authentically you. Uh, and then you can feel into that. How does that feel? If it feels okay, then take another step in that direction and then continue doing that until it doesn't feel okay. Then look at, okay, well, let's try something different and start. So I've worked with professionals that are at the top of their game and they realize that it's not their, uh, it's not their calling anymore to do what they're doing. Now, just because, uh, or rather they, it's not that they have to suddenly give up on all they have invested in their career and what have you. It's they can take that and apply it in a different way. 
So always allow yourself to be open to the opportunity of moving in a different direction. But it's having that, uh, the, the courage to say, this is how I'm going to do it now. But take one step and try it out. You always feel it out. You can take an, uh, you know, one step and then feel, yeah, this feels good. And then take another, right? Part of, again, in, in my book, I'm, I'm talking about my book because I just got it published because it's fun. But part of it that, that I put in, in one of the chapters is um, as a child and also uh, creating. And so when we get, when we were kids, we used to play with everything, right? We used to like pretend and play and make things up, whether we were with our friends or we were by ourselves in the sandbox or we're playing making forts with uh, sheets and, and chairs in the living room. Everything was magical and play. And I feel like if we, you know, and they say beginner's luck, right? Begin what is beginner's luck? Well, somebody hasn't failed in their path yet. And so they're willing to try something and, oh, they'll say, oh, it's just beginner's luck because they don't have the momentum of halting themselves or a belief system like, oh my goodness, there's that rock again in the path. I better <laughs> slow down and really take the microscope out and look at it. So remember, get into that place of what's the worst thing that could happen? If you're going to try something, be like a kid. What's the worst thing that could happen? Someone not like it, you might not like it. It might not be exactly what you want. Then you can improve on it. As, they, as you all know who, who's watching this, every successful person has failed more times than they succeeded. You fail forward, you get up, you, you fall down. I was just visiting my toddler grandson uh, just yesterday and, and over the weekend, and you know, he's walking and sometimes he falls down and he bumps himself or he skins his hand and he gets up and walks again. We're like little kids, play with it. Make it fun. And, and of course, I'm, you know, joy. So make it joyful. Get into the creation aspect. Kids are the master creators. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they have no, no blocks about it. And they're here to, to play with it. And they're communicating with their conscious mind, their spirit, and their unconscious mind. Everything is, is wide open. So be wide open. Just have fun. Cut yourself some slack. Create. And, uh, you know, if you keep coming up against blocks then get the help or learn about it, learn how to do it too, you know, and, and, but make it fun. Thank you, Joya. No, that's very important. And it's critical because as we said before, it's that the more emotion and passion you bring to your manifestation, the faster and the more powerful it's going to be. So in, uh, in Silicon Valley, they have the uh, mantra that fail, fail fast, face, fail often, and fail forward. Yeah. Right. And that's the only way that you're going to uh, be able to succeed. Well, we've, time has flown today, Joy. It's, uh, <laughs> we're at the two-hour mark almost. So uh, uh, we're, uh, I think we'll round it, up, round it off there. And uh, thank you for joining us and sharing your wisdom and uh, really I think uh, doing this as a uh, redo and a take two has uh, really uh, 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 turbocharged the discussion today. I, uh, it feels like it was uh, meant to be and uh, we brought out a lot of new uh, 
new uh, concepts today that I think are really powerful and useful for, uh, for people to take home with them as it were. So thank you very much, Joy. It's uh, always a pleasure. And thank you, thank you everybody for showing up. So. And I want to say thank you to your, your wonderful um, audience here and to everyone that is watching this, whether live or on the replay. And, um, and, and you just said, Christopher, that it was meant to be, uh, you know, in all, I believe all of our um, beliefs, there are no accidents, no. right? There's no coincidences. And we are, again, take control of your driver's driving wheel your steering wheel of your life, because this is your life and you get to drive it, you get to make it up, you get to play with it and you get to write the story. So make it a, make it epic, all right? Perfect ending, perfect yeah. quote. Thank you very much, Joy. I trust there were several takeaways there for you in this uh, discussion. I think the key point here is to whatever process you have, and whatever you're going through, to be patient with yourself and allow yourself to go through whatever you're going through, experience whatever you're experiencing and have patience with yourself and the process, being kind to yourself and just showing yourself that level of compassion, acceptance, forgiveness and gratitude as you move through your different experiences. Anything beyond that is going to create resistance in your life and that is then going to create bigger challenges than that are necessary for you. So if you resonate with uh, what Joy was saying and her approach to things and the way that she approaches her coaching and her practice and her therapies, uh, you can find the contact information in the notes. And of course, if you feel that you'd uh, like to contact us at the Alchemy Experience, you can just visit us at thealchemyexperience.co.uk uh, you'll find a link to our 30 minutes free consultation booking there and we'd be happy to have you join us for a quick conversation see how we might be able to assist you that is it from us today i hope to see you next week at the uh, next episode of the alchemist experience podcast and in the meantime enjoy and take care